0: Welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne.
1: And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And that's a cat. That's a cat. Uh,
0: And welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I think I already said that, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: It's been a week.
0: It's been a bit. Uh, But uh, as true to our nature, the thing that would bring us back uh, is the Mandalorian. Of course. Uh, A a nice guy in a bucket. Uh, That's all you need. Nice. I mean, he killed some folks. He didn't kill anybody that done nothing wrong, I don't think.
1: You want to try that one again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's acceptable, all of the extraterrestrial people that he killed.
1: I mean, probably. They seem
0: like bad people.
1: I mean, he probably did something wrong. Probably. First yeah, they,
0: pro- they did something.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, they were wanted.
1: They were wanted for something.
0: There you go. And yeah. uh, the Mando is the guy uh, to bring the Justice mm-hmm. and the Blaster Bolts. Um, So yeah, so um, we are back and we are going to talk about The Mandalorian this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We were supposed to put out uh, kind of in-betweener last week, but um, life happened. And so rather Mm -hmm. than play catch up, um, since we've got such a good topic in the first episode of The Mandalorian, why not just sit and talk about that? And that's that's what we're going to do.
1: Exactly. And we're going to go ahead and say up top, heavy spoilers for the episode. Do
0: not listen to this if you have not watched the episode.
1: Absolutely not. Or
0: just at your own risk if you haven't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, And so we'll go through the details of the episode and just kind of stop and chat when it gets to something interesting, kind of like we do if you've ever listened to our Clone Wars rewatch or our Rebels rewatch. If you don't, you can tune in. I would say Friday, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) we don't really have a schedule right now. Basically... And we put it on social media, but um, basically we're in a time where we're busiest, um, and so we're going to put out episodes, but we can't... We're not going to be able to stick to our usual, normally, uh, main show out on Wednesday and rewatch out on Friday and so forth and so on. It's going to kind of just happen when it happens. So just be on the lookout. Episodes will come out. Yes. Um, We're going to be doing a lot. Um, We're just doing it when we can, because... Uh, whereas we're not going to do every main show talking about the Mandalorian. Um, this one is just because originally it was going to be on a Wednesday and it's the day after the first episode. Mm -hmm. Luckily though, we had more time to watch it and just really take in the details. Um, and so by the time this comes out, this might drop the same day as the second episode, in which case we'll talk about that in a video separately over on YouTube. Uh, If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, normally we also put it over on Apple and Spotify, and we have other shows that also end up on Apple and Spotify and all kinds of other podcast places. Um, Our Mando breakdowns, episode to episode, uh, we're not going to do a dedicated podcast to, uh, we're just introducing it through the podcast, and then we'll do it separate in its own kind of show. Mm -hmm. And if you're also
1: watching this on YouTube, some things change. I know. Yeah,
0: you got a haircut. I got a it, I got this a big weekend. Old this haircut. Week in heard news. Haircut. Logo. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, which you know how looks, like look, the logos with yeah. sounds like there's a whoosh, I know. I yeah, know
1: what you, what you mean. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, I got a haircut. I
0: got a haircut. Hang on for for our audio only listeners. Here is what heard mom's new haircut sounds like.
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs> listen to your hairy front
0: uh there you go um it looks nice it looks you yeah there you go it's, it's very still fitting. blue yes yeah yes um so uh but so that's a good point in terms of the only other real news that we have uh is that as of when we're recording this mm-hmm. tomorrow jedi fallen order comes out yes um, technically we could have gotten it today thursday um, but we weren't able to make the event at our local game stop so there yeah. you go uh, just another example of how work and life is crazy right now but mm-hmm. nonetheless uh, we are picking up the game tomorrow and we will be doing gameplay and streams of jedi fallen order mm-hmm. over on twitch and youtube um
1: yeah in more personal news the Sims 4 University comes out tomorrow, too.
0: Save that for your Sims podcast.
1: I will never have a Sims podcast. Exactly! No one needs to know what I do in The Sims.
0: Uh, we, alien babies, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's all That's all I've it. gathered. That's a part of it. Um, what we're going to start doing, uh, we wanted to start doing this because of the busy season and to be able to just get into the topics um, that are kind of the point of the main shows, um, that we would kind of uh, be more strategic and smart with the news that we cover. Um, but depending on how it goes, we may just make that a permanent thing yep. so that these episodes um, are, are more about what they should be about, which is the main topic and in, in the bigger part, and that that big part can hopefully be more digestible. Um, so the idea is that we save time on just covering every little tidbit of news and just get, a, you're able to cover the big stuff and then get right to the topic. Yeah. And so, um, as far as big reportable news, there's not really anything other than Jedi Fallen Order coming out. And, of course, same same day, Episode 2 of the Mando's coming out, which means that we will have an Episode 2 breakdown soon after. Um, Vader Immortal is happening next week. I think we talked about that already. If we didn't, Episode 3 is coming out next week, yes. which is exciting. surprise. And um, we've been talking about we finally were able to get what we needed to be able to Uh, film with our oculus so leading up we'll do episode one and two and then when three comes out at some point soon after we'll knock out episode three yes so that you can see that vr goodness and all of that we do those things because we're already going to do them why not record that's literally the whole idea of the podcast we're already going to talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. why not record it
1: and I've decorated our VR headset to make it more entertaining.
0: Exactly. So you'll have to tune in to see about that. But um, but yeah, I mean, if there's certain bits of news that you don't catch because we uh, didn't decide to cover it, um, don't be offended. We would talk about everything if we could. And at one point we had an episode all about news, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's all coming down to how we can better do the podcast with our current life situations and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason we went from five episodes a week to three episodes a week now to two episodes and an occasional is because it's what we're able to do. And as many people do, when they love something, they bite off more than they can chew. They want to just do all of it Mm -hmm. and they can't do that. We've come to realize that with the podcast. And so that's where the changes come in. So it's not that we don't want to talk about more. We Mm -hmm. do, but we have to be smart that if we're going to get anything out we've got to make sure that we're doing as much as possible to get the main stuff out exactly um and that's not to say that every main show is going to be what you're begging for but again it's really more tied to it's stuff we're already going to talk about and want to talk about Mm -hmm. so let's just sit down and record it
1: exactly and this new schedule it frees us up to make other things
0: i'm scooting my chair sorry scoot your chair your arm's hitting my arm and i need my space
1: the one in my space
0: i need my space um just... yeah uh frees us up what what were you saying
1: it frees us up to be able to do more things creatively like maybe other podcasts as well as the one that we already do
0: we're pulling back because we're too busy and with that time, we will dedicate... <laughs> to that.
1: more stuff.
0: Yeah, we just... Uh, yeah. We're we're constantly working on things. I mean, there's no set formula. We're yeah. a very small podcast, and we love our listeners. Um, we do. But it's just the idea that we are small enough and able enough to be able to move things around. Yeah. Now, of course, we want your input on this, but um, the idea is that we're able to do what we do best... Um, and so by focusing on the bigger parts of the news is how we feel so maybe not co- covering comics unless it's really 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 big or mm-hmm. maybe not covering you know Star Wars Barbies and and so forth and so on they're cool things to talk about and of course we'll still talk about them yeah. but we can talk about those things and do life stuff we don't whereas we can't always talk about everything in front of the camera so yeah. all that to say things are things are changing things are Weird and busy, but nonetheless, Nerd Herder is here, and we will continue to put out episodes as yeah. we're able.
1: We're here for you. We love you. We're your parents now.
0: We're, we're, what are you doing out late at this hour, uh, Jim Jam? What are you What are you doing with yourself? Get your life together. Um, so I'm pretty
1: sure Jim has his life together more than we do. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry that I only have so many names that I pull from when it comes to like talking condescendingly about people. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I said Nancy like ten times this week. Just be- Just because that's my... That's the name of the week.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nancy. You still use the word Beth. Or the name Beth, even though Elizabeth is my middle name. I don't
0: normally say Beth.
1: You've said it a few times. I
0: don't know. I say Becky a lot.
1: You do say Becky a lot.
0: So, uh, sorry, Jim just happens to be one of my names. (laughs) So don't take it personally, Jim. Unless it's personal, then take it. I don't know. Um, So the Mandalorian. We love you, Jim. (laughs) Sorry. The Mandalorian. The Mando. Um, So... We've hyped it up. It did not disappoint. Not it, okay, at all. Okay, so f- leading in, not that, I mean, it's going to get to spoilers, and not that you would listen to our little crazy show for half of it to get non-spoilers and then listen to the rest to get spoilers, but just off the bat, yeah, um, initial non-spoiler blurb, go.
1: I will say that I was incredibly impressed with The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm that is my journalist take on it which i'm not a journalist nor do i care to be one you've
0: got a lot of journals though <laughs>
1: i do have a lot of journals like there's there's a stack right behind me of yeah. journals that have nothing written in them
0: nope <laughs> no more journals
1: uh but ex
0: ex journalist
1: i work next to a moleskin fixture how can you expect me <laughs> to not ex journalist
0: megan elizabeth <laughs> former journalist moo
1: <laughs> stop Impressed. Impressed. I was very impressed with The Mandalorian. It has a very particularly Star wars It's a particular feel. set of skills. He does have a very particular set of skills. One of them being, the music is bomb diggity. Yes.
0: I cannot pronounce this gentleman's name. No. Um, I'm not going to try. Uh, but he did amazing work on uh, Black Panther. Yeah, it'll edit. He did fantastic um, on Black Panther. And um, I think that was the last project he did before that, but... Um, he's got ties with Marvel, which is how he kind of got in for this. Mm-hmm. And yet again, much like Rogue One and Solo, are great examples of other artists being able to come in and capture, you know, like just pure mm-hmm. Golden Age Star Wars sound. It's so wonderful! He's able to do that while also being fresh. Like mm-hmm. there is techno vibes, there is uh, electric instruments in this. Yeah,
1: while like, also being very tribal.
0: Yeah, like so. It's it's a. It's a weird amalgamation that still somehow sounds mm-hmm. Star Wars. And you could either say that, well, that means there's not really a Star Wars sound, there's just a good sound in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think if we changed the music, if we tweaked anything, mm-hmm. it wouldn't feel right. So I do think there's a Star Wars sound, and I think yeah. he managed to find the progressive new mm-hmm. version of it.
1: Yeah, like I'll put it, I put The Mandalorian's music on level with my favorite you know, series soundtrack which is Westworld. I think they both do a fantastic job of capturing in the environment that they right. both live in. Yeah. And it really adds to the feel of a scene when you get that fantastic weird synth music coming in. Well yeah,
0: even his main um, even his main theme has those like it I don't even know what you would call it. It's almost like warbles, like mm-hmm.
1: that wow, wow wow. It's almost like a theremin.
0: Yeah, it's it's really it, it's different, mm-hmm. but like and that's in the main theme. That's not just a weird thing that happens during a side part like that's yeah. his main theme um, and so yeah, I mean it's just it's, it's really it's really good stuff and yeah. I guess I mean th- this is a very high budget, very Absolutely. well invested in show and you can tell
1: while also having that great kind of homemade feel that oh, okay. I get from the cantina scene. Okay. Okay. Like I'll, get, I'll let you that have that one. Sorry.
0: I like I've I've heard so many people, not in a negative way, but equate it to like fan filmish.
1: No. 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 But that,
0: I thought that's where you were going with that. No.
1: I mean, I'm talking like it gives me hints like, and company like vibes.
0: professional, but like still like
1: hints and company. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like people get paid a lot of he money to do this. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm pretty sure there's a sock in there somewhere. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> and with that comes. Amazing practical effects, as well as digital effects.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I was blown away. Yeah. In terms of, I expected things Very to look well good. But really, wow. Like, there's a few key mm-hmm. parts. I mean, there's a couple of moments where it's a little bit more CGI. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's not surprising because they used, um, I, I can't remember the name of the, um, it's something real engine, but they like used the... Unreal Engine? Unreal, Unreal Engine, yeah, yeah, like it's video game tech,
1: for, yeah, yeah, Force Unleashed. like,
0: uh, well, well, new, much, 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 much newer, but like,
1: wait a minute, the same thing that they used for Days Gone,
0: probably, like basically it a was lot still of
1: Sam Witwer. Okay, <laughs> right
0: there you go, Sam Witwer is the key, folks. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's gonna find a way in in How the Mandalorian. How many levels
1: of bacon is Sam Witwer?
0: <laughs> Twenty, like
1: um. Oh.
0: But, like, any any very polished new mm-hmm. game that's come out recently uses Unreal Engine, and yeah. they turned Fantastic. that into using dig- using it for digital effects, which mm-hmm. makes sense, um, and also still being innovative and cheap, yeah. um, but, like, there's a few moments where it definitely feels like that video game CGI, mm-hmm. still not a criticism because it works, and there's... there's it, it, I don't know what it is about it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't forgive this in a major Star Wars like I couldn't forgive some of this in episode 9. In terms of graphics and in, in detail because that's so much bigger and clearly they've shown in 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's no real room for error.
2: Yeah. I
0: mean, you could probably nitpick, but I haven't found anything in the newer films mm-hmm. um, based on just how much technology's advanced and just based on how much um, more attention to detail there is in practical effects. Because, yeah. okay, let's be honest. Drippy McCool that. has, like, you see where they ripped some of it off when they were getting it out of the cast. You see, like, globs of paint on Bib Fortuna. Like, yeah. Let's be honest, it's, it's... Drippy McCool. It's... They just did it. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think that's what makes the Cantina scene in A New Hope so special. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, but, yeah, I, got and, I I mean, two different Yeah. levels, but, like, some of the things that happened here... Couldn't happen in 9 for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But because they happen in something that feels so...
2: Yeah.
0: Original trilogy, it feels like it should be that way. Like, obviously, yeah. they didn't... Like, can we make it a little bit more... Po- like, a little less polygons, please. No. <laughs> like, but I do think it just... it Because just, even um, yeah. a couple of the practical effects, like, some of it doesn't match up with the words.
1: Yeah. That's
0: fine, because that's very original trilogy.
1: But I'll say, like... I think we're talking about the same practical effect here. It Thugnut? was yes, yeah. It was something that blew me away when I first watched the original. Uh, not the original. The um, the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. special effects feature. Like the there's something about an animatronic that's under latex skin. I am completely wowed <laughs> by that every time I see it. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is. I think it's like it's. It's new puppeteering, I guess. Like, I I love it when I can see, like, oh, I can see the person, by, or I can imagine the person behind the scenes moving the remote to make the face move, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's the same thing that um, they used for Hoggle in Labyrinth. It's the same technology. Oh, yeah. Like, much
0: better, but yes. Oh, yes. I, exactly. So much
1: better. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? It's something mm-hmm. that's always you know, been exciting in right. something cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think
1: that's why I'm a little more
0: forgiving uh, Forgiving about yeah. it. Well, no, and I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like, because of the bar that current major Star Wars films have set up, I don't mm-hmm. think they would allow these sorts of things.
1: Definitely not.
0: So I, I it would feel out of place. Whereas yeah. for some reason, this feels like knowing, knowing mm-hmm. that's not quite it, but it yeah. works... And it's it doesn't bother me necessarily, but I do notice it.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, I was watching, you know, the face movements of the Ugnat and watching, you know, the different practical effects and being like I'm so glad this was practical. Oh, yeah. Because it would absolutely. not have the same feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and there's a lot of points where they get it right. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm sure it comes down to how they did it. And we can talk about it when we talk uh, uh, more about the episode and get to the character. Yeah, which we will. And I think we got way more in terms of... I I guess it's to say there's not a lot that we can say about the episode other than it being cool without spoiling it. So let's talk about the cool music and the cool cool effects.
1: and surprising.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, there is your spoiler free. So hopefully (laughs) you've had time to, in that moment, watch uh, the show. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) If not... You're doomed because I can because talk about
1: Henson Company puppeteering and animatronics well, for the next 30 minutes. Oh yeah, I, I mean I'm
0: all there with you on special effects, yeah. I, not the Henson Company stuff. Um, I'm talking more like Stan Winston, but they we were they fight? were friends, but like cl- clearly on different <laughs> levels. Yes. <laughs> One's for kindergartners, one is for teens, clearly. Hold up! (laughs) I mean...
1: Can you honestly say that you would show The Dark Crystal to one of our kindergartners? Yes.
0: I watched it in kindergarten.
1: Well, different times.
0: (laughs) I watched Predator at 7. What's wrong?
1: So, (laughs) there's a specific scene in The Dark Crystal that scarred me for life. It's when the... There's
0: scenes in multiple children's movies that scarred people.
1: Apparently, Ryan got scarred for the, the, the fire gang from Labyrinth. And he's an adult.
0: Well there's people the freaking um wheelies from a uh, Wheelers.
1: The Wheelers. Wheeler?
0: I think it's the Wheel yeah. From uh, Return to Oz or? Return
1: to Oz, which is on Disney Plus. We which is Fruzabulk. It. it is um, Fruzabulk, isn't it? Which was
0: surprising. Yeah, surprising. yeah, well and then in that same one there's the lady that takes her head off and everything. Like there's that a bunch of creepy things. Terrifying. It but I loved it. Um, so there yep. you go. We, two different childhoods, clearly. Very
1: different childhoods. My parents so, <laughs> so I'm not going to make that joke.
0: episode either. one, um, starts off with, um, what would be familiar scenes to some if you've scoured the internet for some of the footage they've shown before in yes. terms of, uh, what better way to introduce a bounty hunter than by following him on his first hunt?
1: Yes. I
0: don't want to linger on it terribly much because it's... no. It's a fun intro for a few reasons, I guess I'll say. Um, Kills
1: a dude with a door.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, And that really quickly sets up, like, okay, not only is he not a guy to be messed with, so there's the character mm-hmm. of it, but then the show, I mean, he gets cut in half. Like, mm-hmm. now they're not, like, showing... You hear
1: showing... the squelch and yeah. you see his legs. They're not
0: showing anything graphic, but they are showing, like, that's a little bit more than maybe Star Wars has done before. Mm-hmm. Um... And so it's a really cool setup, of course. And it's also really funny.
1: Um, it is very The, funny.
0: the fish guy. You and, take my Okay, <laughs> Right. Uh, so, no, we don't have much more than our
1: no.
0: notes in front of us. So there's probably a name for him. There's probably a species. We'll get nerdy. His name's
1: Craig. Because we'll, he looks like a Craig. <laughs> right. Not a Craig. We'll, a Craig.
0: We'll get nerdy about it at some point else. But the fish guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, very very funny. I lo- I, I really appreciated the humor. I yeah. love I love when because the bounty. Uh, so he's there for him, mm-hmm. and he saves him from the other guys only because he's there for him. Yes. Uh, he being the Mandalorian.
1: He's a very bad liar. And so
0: he puts the what they've introduced is a puck. So that's what he, has all the data of a bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, so he puts that down, and it's his image, and he's like, "Is, is that me?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh okay. Well, it's just
1: there is no doubt in my mind that he is completely bullcrapping at that oh, that's, moment. Oh, yeah. Like, he knows he's wanted. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And But that's what's so funny about it is he, he tries. Yeah. Um, I love his little trying to distract while he's clearly trying to find a way to escape um, yeah. once the Mando has him on his ship.
1: Also, first, first of Star Wars, first time we've seen a bathroom in Star Wars. Yeah, apparently.
0: A uh, vac tube. Oh,
1: a vac tube.
0: Yeah. Which... Um, which, interesting
1: terrifying yeah
0: it's like um what's it psycho the first time they show a flushing toilet
1: exactly like
0: you don't think about these things but it's like oh there you go
1: i love lucy the first time you ever hear the word pregnant on television
0: there you go um so but all all of it was really funny and it's really it's a really good balance to a very serious character Mm -hmm. um he doesn't talk much and when he does talk it's obviously very intimidating and such and when he um carbon freezes the guy you know there's a really good moment where it's like he's not there then he's there it's really uh-huh. it's there's a lot of stuff here that i feel like a lot of kids like me grew up like this is how we told stories of boba fett before mm-hmm. we read the books like yeah. he's just that bad strong silent type he just does everything like you know so and this is where i get people equating it to fan films in terms of that's what you love this, yeah. like that's the kind of stuff that i would immediately go back and do with my action figures as a child like yeah. you know the things that Maybe. reinforce this is the cool guy
1: but something that I absolutely adore about the show that happens a few times in the show is that they let him get hit.
0: Oh yeah, the, they the, let the, him. Well, fail. really, the whole episode he has a bad day. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like I, um, I love that about the show.
0: Yeah. No. And, and that's the thing. There's a lot of well, I wouldn't say close calls in the sense that he could have died. Obviously, but
1: he just straight up gets wrecked a couple times. Yeah. It's just
0: a moment, a few moments where it doesn't work clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's okay. That's really cool. And that's its own subtle story point that I think is going to continue to come back in terms Mm -hmm. of he's not untouchable, Yeah, but he is still our hero. He's who we're rooting for. So, but it's really nice to add those stakes in terms of he might get hurt, you know? Um, obviously they're not going to kill him because the show is named after him. So, so, uh, and one thing with the, that whole part. Um, that whole intro is as they're escaping, some of the best CGI in the show is when this yes. creature bursts through the ice and attacks the ship.
1: It's an alligator hippo.
0: Yeah, it's it looks beautiful. It looks
1: fantastic. Not the
0: creature, the effects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the creature too, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I wasn't expecting that amazing of graphics in episode one. But mm-hmm. I mean, very clearly, they I think they wanted to do their... okay. They've seen the good practical effects. They, You know, the Quarren <laughs> and the fish guy. Yeah. Um, now let's give him some good CGI effects. Okay, cool. And not only that, but let's show him some really cool camera work. Yes. Because the, the, the shot tracking the Mando as he leaves the cockpit to get his gun to then go deal with the beast holding them back. That camera angle, like where you feel like you're going through the ship with him. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Really dynamic.
1: And that's how you show a layout of a ship. That's how you show the layout of a scene. Right. Well,
0: and then similarly, like when we follow the fish guy as he's going down to the lower like a a lot of it goes to like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're exploring the ship without exploring the ship essentially because Mm -hmm. of choosing to be a little different with your camera angles.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it's, it reminds me of, I watched the documentary of the making of The Shining Mm -hmm. and they showed the mapping out of the scene where Danny is riding his big wheel around the hotel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that is, you can very clearly see, you know, okay, he's going from the lobby to the hallway to... Well, and that's the yeah, scene yeah. that
0: people use for all of that. So be, just because... It's innovative. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and I, again, like just a lot of really good effects right up front when you're, I mean, at, mm-hmm. still in the intro, clearly.
1: Yeah. Good use of hutties as well.
0: Oh yeah, lots of... They do have lots of Huttis. So once he gets that, um, the Mando uh, returns. Apparently that was his last bounty um, that Grief had given him. So he mm-hmm. returns to collect. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really funny, I didn't notice it until the second time we watched it. Um, so he offers him Imperial credits for yeah. the bounties. And he's like, I don't want Imperial money. It's so like, okay, well, then, you know. Well, um, he's like, oh, I can pay in... Um, I don't. I, I think he just says calamari something, but I can only pay half. Yeah. And I didn't catch that before where yeah. he cut a ca, he cut a calamari <laughs> a mon calamari in half. Well, yes. a Corn from mon calamari from
1: mon calamari. It's fine. it's funnier in
0: my head, but it was just funny.
1: And it kind of sets up an interesting economic,
0: right? Kind like of well, because everything thing. was controlled by the empire, so now mm-hmm. you kind of just get because who's yeah. in charge yet? Also, I mean eight years in the the new republic is there but mm-hmm. I'm sure they're still trying to figure it like how yeah. do we how do we print money I mean we've been flying yeah. ships and fighting war for so long um you know mm-hmm. do you know how to be a doctor Jim do you know how to like I feel like there's a lot of that because the empire did everything
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know for 20 something years the empire did everything so it's like it's really weird
1: I want to make imperial credits because they're such a pretty shade of blue and they're the little no that's red. the
0: that's the calamaris.
1: Oh it was? Mm -hmm. Oh well then. They look like fish eggs. I like that. (laughs) I want it. I
0: think I think they look like fish eggs. I'm not saying they are meant to look like but if they are that's cool.
1: Can you imagine if a bunch of like a bunch of us resin people made a lot of those and just started trading them at Celebration and stuff like that? That'd be funny.
0: Or that you could make a bunch of those for the Celebration annual game of sabak or something. That'd be funny. That would be great. Um, Got to go back and mention that uh, the uh, fish guy, mm-hmm. when just kind of making conversation along the ship, he mentions Life Day.
1: Yes, uh,
0: I put it's that. I put a big exclamation canon. point by that, so that's funny.
1: Life Day, which canon. I mean,
0: the holiday special details of it are still canon, so that's not surprising.
1: And John Favreau wants to make another holiday special. I would let him. I, I mean, would let him. I would. Well, I would. I, would, I trust
0: John. I trust the almighty John and his son Dave <laughs> Filoni. Uh, the holy...
1: And their dad, uh, George Lucas.
0: <laughs> right, the holy trinity of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> not, that's not discounting all the other wonderful people like Listen. Gareth Edwards, J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy. It's just a joke. Which... I just have, it's the internet, so I have to put that out there. We love all of our Star Wars people. just make it
1: the quadrilogy and just add Sam Except... whatever in there.
0: Dang it, I can't come up with something because every name I have is, is an actual person. I don't want to People that we like.
1: Right, dang
2: it. Uh... We like too
0: many people. Um, so, uh... The, so, yeah, so basically there's that exchange of, hey, here, good job. Here's some money. Um, the Mando mm-hmm. needs more money, wants more jobs, and Dusty's. Um, Sorry. And so grief offers him one, but there's, like, not a lot of information. you got to go face-to-face to meet. And these are those things, those are the story beats we've already had set up. Mm-hmm. So there's enough still here in the beginning. It's very familiar. Goes about, I guess, the way you would say, you, you would think it would. Yeah. Bounty hunter gets a bounty, comes back. Oh, that's not enough money. And it's like, oh, I got one, but it's just, it's off the record. And it's like, I'll take it. And it's just, everybody Theeval. talks like a gumshoe in, in my <laughs> version of the Mandalorian.
1: Hey, John, I play the one about going to <laughs> <down> the <laughs> Um
0: So he goes to meet and, you know, lo and behold, it's again, something Warner familiar. Herzog. It's Werner Herzog and his stormtroopers. Not going to talk about this much because, again, it, yeah. Werner Herzog in Star Wars. We need I'm this. not as into it as a lot of people are. Not like I don't like it, but like I I'm also not over hyping Werner Herzog. I don't know. Like I, I didn't know who he was until the, much like he didn't know who he didn't John know Favreau, who Favreau John... was. He didn't see a Star Wars film before this, which I'm not saying you have to to be in no, Star Wars, course but not. I didn't know who he was. Neither I did Mark still Cannon. don't know who he is. I like the way he talks though. He could me I, I literally wrote where is it? Uh, Herzog should read bedtime stories.
1: And clone symbol.
0: Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> somebody pointed out, um, that the doctor guy that comes in. Dr.
1: Zayas. I don't remember no. his name.
0: It, it, it's, it's like Perch- Pershnings Plan- or something. It's, it's something like off of BBC. Yeah. Dr. Pershing's my pancreas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my clone pancreas. <laughs>
0: um, he's got a symbol on his jacket mm-hmm. and people have pointed out it's very, very coincidentally similar to... Yeah. To a Camino cloning symbol. Like, it's a symbol at, like, the Camino cloning facility.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Dave Filoni involved, like, I don't know. And when we talk about that ending.
1: He does like clones. I mean. I mean. I
0: mean. So then, so basically, he takes the job, and Herzog offers him Mandalorian Steel.
2: Yes, let's
1: um,
0: go. And what's really cool is what this jump starts yes. with all of this. because what
1: it leads to is very interesting in the long run of the show.
0: Yeah, Um and so we just kind of casually follow the Mando around after he takes the job, and then he kind of sneaks off underground. And this one, mm-hmm. this was probably, other than the ending, the biggest blow away for me, because number one, they just really casually... Mm-hmm. introduce a whole bunch of other Mandalorians. Yeah,
1: he just walks into a room, including children
0: Right, Mandalorians. Now, I could have sworn in a very blurry image of a scene from Celebration I had seen, oh, he's going to meet more Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. I figured maybe we're going to go... Like, why call it the Mandalorian if you're not going to explore that lore? Mm-hmm. Why not just call it the Bounty Hunter Mandalorian? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it like clearly that's going to happen eventually.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, recently there was a figure leaked through Amazon that's of the heavy, a, mando. The heavy mando who looks chonk. Um, it was going to happen, but in episode 1 yeah. and then again, it was just so casual. So casual. Like he just walks by for at first he just walks by one and then you see another and then you see like a whole tribe and we learned yeah. that it is a full tribe like that was just such a good way to do it like because exactly
1: what... and they didn't make a big deal out of it
0: no it's like you just have to follow along because it's one of those you're you're there's nothing happening that you have to assume like there it, it's more of a we're not going to stop and talk about this just go with it kind of things
1: which reminds me a lot of John Favreau's films just mm-hmm. like he doesn't make a huge deal out of a lot of stuff, right. he just sort of here have well, it, this. Uh,
0: well, and much like in my experience, that's what makes it so much more of a big deal. I exactly. think is, is I would have freaked out if they had done some big epic intro, but at the same time, them just oh, there's more mandos Absolutely. What the heck? Because there was no lead up, there was no cool scene preparation. That mm-hmm. it was just it happened.
1: He just walks through a door and oh, and, there's Mando. And I
0: think that's very metaphorical of how the Mandalorians are getting along in the universe right now. They're not Mm -hmm. the big deal. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a couple of moments here where they're like, oh, I've only heard the stories and it's, oh, is this story true? And it's like these things and it's just like,
1: Yes. They're not the
0: big guys anymore.
1: There's a very particular one that we'll talk to when we get to the character that I absolutely loved in that scene. But
0: but yeah, I just, I think it's very indicative of how they're being treated in the universe. Like they're not the big deal anymore. They're just, they're just guys in
1: buckets. Mandalore has basically fallen to pieces. Yeah, I mean... Like, the tribes have shattered, basically. As far as we know. We still don't know what happened at the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. We don't know how much... It was sieged. (laughs) We don't know how... Casey Ryback. (laughs) Maul. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, He had a hand in that.
0: Yeah, and, and so hopefully this is going to reveal some things... But not yeah. obviously not everything, but something. Okay.
1: So we've talked about how much you want to, or how much others have wanted to see. You know, a mention of Boba Fett, a mm-hmm. mention of Jango Fett, or any of our favorite Mandos. I just want to hear the name Maul once, <laughs> like, or just referred to as that thing that took over Mandalore. Right, for a the one. Bit. Like, I just. Oh. I, wa- I
0: think this is a great moment for a lot of those lore things.
1: I'd love to see to link up, like the mall Mando armor again, because that was so cool. I think
0: that'd be a little sacrilegious, though. It was still considered. so cool. Oh yeah. Well, um, so when he goes in, he takes the bit of um, metal that he got and yeah. goes to a forger, and we do get a little bit. It was interesting. She's yeah. got the um, what Dave Filoni I think called like the night owl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it basically it's the female helmet
1: yeah um, it's very gladiator like yeah it's You're got really, it's like, got
0: uh, horns yeah. on it but definitely definitely not, not like, mall horns. yeah it's not like that but um again that's one of those things where it's like we could yeah. stop and talk about it but we don't
2: mm-hmm. um
0: the show just goes on like she's the armorer she's making him armor but one significant well a couple of significant things happen yeah. here um so first it's like um well, as she's going to like, I'm going to make you a pauldron. I'm going to make you a shoulder piece. Yeah. Um, and much like with um, Boba's, on one side, um, he has the Mando skull.
1: Yes. And the so skull. I
0: think the Which idea, right um, I think the idea was, what's your signet? I'll, I'll put it on there for you. I'll mm-hmm. stamp it. Um, and so she's like, it has it been revealed.
1: Yes. It's just, he's Very like, interesting. It's
0: like not yet, and she's like soon or something like that it's just like what yeah there's but then
1: a ton of symbolism in this episode
0: right but then we i what i get from it is the answer to why it's not been revealed yet um, because as she's forging he has some flashbacks mm-hmm. and um i kind of was on this boat when we saw the last trailer where we saw some uh clone wars era stuff You know, just with it being so far after, Mm -hmm. I figured, well, maybe it's more of a flashback than what's happening there. Yeah. And sure enough, it is. It's his flashback.
1: We also get a little bit in the beginning of the episode that I forgot completely about until you just said flashback. He has a very interesting line when, you know, he's calling a ride. And the first one that comes... I can't remember the 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 species of the alien but it's the same one that's the spy on Tatooine Kubaz. Kubaz. he he calls a ride with his little flute right yeah i love that it's efficient i love that you can just call rides with a flute in the first how, one that how comes how will I know when you
0: call jim you'll know doot, doot, doot. <laughs>
1: uh the first one that comes has a droid on the front and has a astromech piloting it um and he has the line of no droids yeah which, so, we get a precursor. Yes. Now, what's
0: interesting is I think we're going to continue to learn more about that flashback because in this particular one, I checked when we rewatched, yeah. you we don't, don't see, see the droids. droids. We just see something happens. But, you yeah. know, you put one and one together. Clearly, we know we're eventually going to see droids. But that leads me to believe maybe we won't get just that clip, but maybe we'll see a full scene.
1: And let's just. The Mando was a cute kid. Yes, such a cute baby. So,
0: and that's the thing is, as she's forging, it's like, oh, there's extra that'll be, go towards the foundlings. And at first, I was just like, foundlings. Foundlings, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I, for some reason, my brain the first time heard like foundries, so mm-hmm. I thought, oh, they're going to make more armor, and well, they are, but for foundlings.
1: Which I don't is know what such in, a great setup.
0: I don't know what in the Star Wars universe compels people to put lings on little creatures
1: foundlings has been a a term for a long time i heard it i've read many book that says i've read many book i work at a book
0: i've read a mini book um
1: here it is
0: (laughs) it's the world's tiniest book um
1: it just has one letter well i
0: mean it's just it's much like younglings you Mm -hmm. know and hatchlings and all this other stuff it's just like okay that's how we know it's a child um, yeah, and
1: before you grow into a Greg, you're a Gregling. So,
0: but I guess it's much better than just saying orphan, but that's yeah. essentially what it is. Um, and so, okay.
1: Also, in How the beginning, the blue alien is apparently a fledgling,
0: which means a
1: very young...
0: He said he's molting. I he's don't know.
1: Mul- is that what their young look like? I don't
0: know. Like I don't know what species he is.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, as we learn later, species age differently. Exactly. So...
1: 50 years. Um, that was such a freaking...
0: That was a good one. That was a
1: good one. It got me.
0: And that's... Okay, so... And we didn't mention that. That's yeah. the one detail they can provide the Mandalorian yeah. is the age of his bounty, and it's 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there was a really interesting one, because I was like, oh, okay, so it's not the kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um...
1: Which my mind immediately went to uh, the other guy. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking.
1: But... He's older than fifty.
0: Probably. How
1: could that have you know? That kind yeah. Of
0: is yeah exactly. It's a good. Okay. Now we don't really know what he's mm-hmm. looking for. Um. But yeah, and so uh, it, what's really interesting about this as just a lore bit, and then we'll kind of move on, so it's not horribly long of an episode. Oh, it's gonna be a long. Um. Episode. This is a very legends element. Okay. Very nothing. Much so. Nothing confirmed. He very well could be fully Mandalorian and the planet attacked could have been Mandalore and all this other stuff. But what I would like to believe is that elements of legends are coming back in terms of Jango Fett's story. Yeah. Jango Fett, while within uh, Mandalorian territory, was not a Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. He was orphaned by Death Watch, who were Mandalorians, who were being fought by the um, protectors. Mm-hmm. Who were Mandalorian? One of those Mandalorians, Jaster Muriel, adopted Django after his parents were killed, and so then Django became a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Then you fast forward the Mando Wars, the Jedi Wars, all this other stuff. Pretty much put the Mandalorians in, in uh, extinct. Mm-hmm. Which is why when we find Django much, much later on, you know he's more on his own because there's not many left after the war.
1: Yeah, and at that point. There is a, refor- a reformation of the Mandalorian culture.
0: Well, not in Legends, no. No, no. It's literally just that there's not much of them. Oh. Um, in canon, though, that and that's the thing that those things could, st- those elements could still work. That's why it could work, is mm-hmm. it's like instead of going extinct, it's just they got so few that they were like, hey, yo, we got to stop killing people, mm-hmm. and reformed, and he's like, well, no, I don't want to do that, so I'm going to stay a bounty hunter,
1: and that's what made him not a Mandalorian.
0: Exactly. Anyway. again, so that like head canon, that can work. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, what what it's it's not Canon in legends he's adopted. Mm-hmm. So in legends, they're not wrong. He wasn't really a Mandalorian. He was Mandalorian by practice and not by heritage. Yes. The Mandalorian of our show being a foundling, being an orphan, that
1: was possibly orphaned by the Clone Wars. Right.
0: More than likely, the Mandalorians took him in. He might not be a Mandalorian by birthright, mm-hmm. which would explain why he doesn't have a signet. It's not that it hasn't been revealed in terms of like they're trying to recover history. He just may not have one. Mm-hmm. So this could reintroduce the idea that Jango's origin could work.
1: And also... Because we don't
0: have a canon origin for him.
1: It could also reintroduce the concept of a Mandalore.
0: yeah. Well, I mean as that's kind of there. Leader. That's kind of there. Yeah. In yeah, in, you haven't gotten there in... Can- it's there in Can- though. But like it could it, I just
1: did the blonde guy blinking right. um, in real life.
0: I mean it it could be depending on how deep we go. <laughs> My biggest ex- it, it, the biggest exciting thing I get from it is I'm not hurt that this is very similar to Legends Django. Not at all. If it's as similar as I hope it is, that means that Legends Django story works even more. For me. In yeah. my headcanon, it's still there. I, Disney didn't take that away from me
2: mm-hmm.
0: because they haven't replaced it with anything either. Yeah. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with it existing as legends, mm-hmm. you know, but it all it all works together and it all kind of makes sense that maybe this whole tribe, maybe these other kids aren't Mandalorian. Maybe this is a the first mixed tribe maybe they discover that none of them are mandalorian mm-hmm. and the point of the story isn't to be mandalorian by birthright it doesn't matter who your daddy was it doesn't matter your family name what matters is who you choose to be mm-hmm. is that's not a star wars theme i don't know what is yeah and except in instead of coming from jedi and this one family that loves to ruin the galaxy it comes from a mandalorian it mm-hmm. comes from a regular guy I think that, like, that's just so Star Wars, it's got to happen.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but
0: I'm not going to be butthurt if it doesn't. I no. mean, I just like the, I really like the idea of it.
1: We've applied the butthurt cream. It's not going to get us.
0: Exactly. Um, so I look forward to learning more, for <laughs> sure. More about the, yeah. the this tribe, more about the Mandalorian. I think there's plenty of room for that. So once he gets his new pauldron, he's off to it. Yeah. What's up?
1: I just love looking at your notes. And oh it's yeah. blurg. <laughs>
0: yeah. There, there's a lot of exclamation and just a lot of just like one word summation yeah. of of what's happening. Um yeah. Like I've got Clone Wars baby for his flashbacks. Um. I oh and well above that I. He got, is the boy. He is the boy. Um. And then uh yeah and you can clearly yeah. see where I write things before that like tribe? they answer it like tribe, foundling, yeah. signet. What?
1: And also things that you don't know the term for or uh, just couldn't remember in that moment. Okay. Like Hobbit effects. Okay. As in forced perspective.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, forced perspective. Yes. So.
1: <laughs> yes. Um,
0: that segue to when very quickly when he arrives, he's attacked by a blurb, which is really cool to see on it screen. It really neat. Um, it's a really good blend of digital and practical.
1: Yes. Cause, and you can really see the point where it becomes practical.
0: Right. Um, and that's
1: not a bad thing.
0: And in, in, in that moment, uh, the Mando is saved by Kuil. Kuil.
1: Or,
0: I, I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. Kuil? They didn't say his name Coel? in here. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's going to come back.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's the Ugnaught that we're yeah. talking about.
0: Um, So he gets introduced, and <laughs> mm-hmm. he ends up helping our Mando find his uh, quarry. Yeah. Um, And that that's who we were talking mm-hmm. about in terms of some of the effects are very... Traditional, so yes. they're also very imperfect.
1: It it's the same effect that they used for. Um, oh my gosh, what is his name?
0: The guy the, you said earlier from Labyrinth.
1: No, the people from the Trade Federation. Federation. Oh, uh, New Gunray. New Gunray. It's the same technology that they used to oh, make yeah. his face move.
0: You wear a motorized
1: yeah. mask, essentially, which also has a strap under your chin so that you oh, can yeah, move you your move mouth that. slightly. And yeah, your you do upper the up and lip, down as well as your eyebrows, are motorized. Right. It's like wearing a very sophisticated motorized mask.
0: Yeah, uh, and clearly that, and because uh, I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a body actor.
1: Yes, I there is. I don't. I think
0: I think Nick Nolte is just mm-hmm. voice for this. Yes,
1: there seems to be a not really little person, but a shorter actor certainly, mm-hmm. and also or a, not. Or nor not. I mean,
0: Elijah Wood was a normal person.
1: Yes, but they also had body doubles for that as well.
0: No, but still, but mm-hmm. well, but like children though. No. Oh, people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Little people. They make them that short. <laughs> Sorry. Sir,
1: can I please interest you in a in a flip the mouth? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they they utilize stuff like forced perspective for The Hobbit, which yeah, your you, Hobbit you effects see.
0: Either. Where like the way they shoot um, mm-hmm. the scene, like clearly they're shooting Cuiel yeah. separate of the Mando.
1: And here's the thing, it made me so happy to oh, yeah, see yeah. that again because The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are some of my favorite pieces of film ever. Peter Jackson is a genius. You cannot change my mind. Um, but seeing stuff like the animatronics inside the mask, seeing the forced perspective utilized.
0: Very and familiar.
1: Just, it's very familiar and it it's kind of like nostalgic in a way.
0: Oh, which, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so um Kweel's just that character that um kind of helps the Mando along. Gives him a bit of a life lesson in terms mm-hmm. of slow down, take it easy, because yeah. to get where they're going, they need the blurg and he's not really wanting yes. to learn how to ride the blurg. Yeah. And so it's very Westerny in terms of you got to learn to tame the beast. Yeah, and, you know you got to get your steed, and it's a it's a fast little thing. Which mm-hmm. is again why I believe he's definitely probably gonna come back. Absolutely. Um, and so, but he shows him where to go, and it's um. There's a lot in this episode I didn't expect to get to. We've mentioned Mandalorians, we mentioned Camille, yeah. and then sure and enough, Life Day. Oh well, no, I mean in terms of oh. it, it was gonna happen, but. Yeah. I assumed much later, so yeah. um, while Mando's prepping to go get get his bounty, someone else comes in and it's IG-11. Yes. And it's just like, oh, okay, let's throw sure. another guy in there. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, not that I'm, it's just another no. one of those, like, I don't have time to breathe. Like, I, I thought that was going to come later, but okay, cool. Moved up the appointment. Yeah. Um,
1: the only thing we didn't get is Cara Dune. Oh, yeah. And that's fine.
0: Oh, yeah. They've got to save some things, clearly.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, and so he really quickly yes, just proves that all the hype was worth it. And mm-hmm. I don't care what everybody else's hype was. We had hype.
1: He's, we were so hyped about IG-11 and he delivered.
0: Exactly. And, and I love that they did keep what has been established in other areas in terms of just because there's sentient in some mm-hmm. way does not mean that they're more human in their characteristics yes
1: they he's... are not emotive right but they have personality
0: yeah he's still very much machine in the way he walks and the way he talks i appreciate that they kept those elements mm-hmm. because as much as i would have liked to have ig11 telling ghosts to piss off I, I, <laughs> at, the, at the same time it's it I would have be really that. been weird yeah like it would have been too much
1: exactly and i think star wars does a fantastic job of personifying their droids yes like, because
0: he's still amazing
1: exactly it's, um, and we got a little gonk droid early in oh, the yeah. episode that i forgot to mention there,
0: there's a lot of elements where again they're capturing that very traditional mm-hmm. feel yes um through the effects and, and whatnot
1: i think that was one of those things where you kind of watched you watched me watch the episode basically mm-hmm. and that's one of those things where i don't think you were expecting me to get excited but i did
0: no, I expected like, it. do droids. Yeah, we love droids. We I love think that's droids. I think that's established. Mm-hmm. So when he comes, he again very droidishly. He, yes. It's like uh, you know he's basically saying, "Hey, I'm a bounty hunter. I'm here for the bounty. Present the bounty."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and what's fun? Like very quickly, they're just like, "Oh, let's just shoot the droid," and, and then just starts popping off. He yes. gets some guys, and this is one of those moments, like you mentioned earlier, where the Mando tries to come in because of course now he's like, "Wait, no, this is mine." Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes in to try and sort things out. And he instantly gets shot by IG-11. Yes. Luckily, he has that Beskar uh, pauldron because yes. uh, otherwise would have been bad. Yeah. Um, and it's a really that. good hit. It's, a, it's so good. He goes good. down.
1: <laughs> like, you feel the impact.
0: And I love his... Like, he doesn't emote much himself. It's very much low, just as much as needed. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of those moments. It's just like, I'm in the guild! Yeah. Like, it's, it, cause he, at the same time... He's got some things with droids. Yes. So like I'm sure he already just wants to kill the thing. Mm-hmm. But I think he's smart enough to look like we're going to need help, so mm-hmm. let's work this out together.
1: Yes. And Iggy does most of the work, to be honest.
0: Right. Well, like... now and here's the thing though, Grief set this up in terms of this isn't yeah. out there, this is, like no this one is else
1: is a speakeasy spooky job.
0: Right. So who sent Iggy?
1: Exactly. We
0: call IG11 Iggy by the we way. We call
1: most IG units Iggy.
0: Um so and then we'll get to another part later where again it's like who really sent him. Yeah. So um but I love the exchange when it's just like he's trying to convince Iggy to work with him
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's like how about we split it and he he's like this is acceptable and then and then he starts <laughs> to walk over and then he's like of course I get the essentially bragging rights. Yeah. And he's he like... He gets
1: the street cred. Yeah,
0: he's like, just c- come on, get over here. And he's just like, it, it. there's a good pause. Yeah. I must have an answer before I proceed. And it's just <laughs> like...
1: In the middle of a battle.
0: Right. People. Well, yeah, and then they start shooting and everything. And, like, yeah. and it goes ham. It really there's
1: does. There's a...
0: Re- it's a really big shootout. Yeah.
1: And they are very obviously outnumbered, outgunned, like...
0: Yes. And I yes. mean, meant to have another watch where I specifically go and get numbers. Mm-hmm. But... Like you already said, Iggy did most of the work. Yeah. Um, there is
1: no kill count.
0: Because he's, he's coordinated enough to be able to walk and mm-hmm. shoot versus Mando, who's really... Like, he's going from spot to spot and shooting where he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he doesn't have sensors. Yeah. And so he's... And this is an example of how IG-88 could have been a viable example as a bounty hunter. He's more efficient.
1: But in canon, I think at this point, he is dismantled. I don't think so. Maybe.
0: I mean, we see IG-88 talking to Bazine Nattel,
1: Very true. Who is a
0: Force Awakens character. Very so true. He could have made it at least 30 more years, so who knows. Um, And so, and then there's another, so once they get to some, some cover and um, the man like, oh no, the, it, it's not going to work. Uh, The best reoccurring joke starts and he's like, okay, initiating self-destruct sequence. And it's just like.
1: What? What? No, calm down. Um, the fact that he has a thermal detonator in his chest. Right.
0: It's just, he's just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's just like, okay, stop. And, and it stops. And then there's another moment where it's just like, we got a plan. We're going to do this. And it doesn't work. And it's, okay, I'll self-destruct now. And it's,
1: This is a physical representation of what it is like to have anxiety.
0: Exactly. It's just like, okay, I'm going to explode.
1: You're the man, though. <laughs> I'm Mickey. Uh,
0: and, so, and it just keeps coming up. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. Because, it's very Because, again... They're using elements
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the droid characteristics yes. to be funny.
1: It's not emoting, but it is personality.
0: Right. Um, and so eventually, uh, the man was able to get a hold of a big gun and shoot everybody.
1: Yes, in a fantastic scene. Right.
0: And what's funny is that whole time that he's doing that, the mm-hmm. self-destruct thing's been going. And yeah. he's like, okay, I'll turn it off now. And it's to- <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so funny. I, I really loved that whole exchange. Yeah,
1: there's another great visual joke where they are in front of the big door, yeah, and they're like, "Okay, now we have to get it open." And then and they just kind of
0: <laughs> pan to the big gun, and it, it's it this this whole exchange, yeah, Iggy Mando, I need all of their adventures. yes, because this was some of the best mm-hmm. of the whole episode. With this the best little buddy, dialogue. buddy, buddy bounty going on.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we get the drop of the century.
0: Yeah, so then they get in there and as mentioned, they're going after a prey that's fifty years old. Um but they
1: come upon a bassinet.
0: A bassinet, and inside is a mogwai. <laughs> it's a bald mogwai. Uh, no.
1: You get that great scene of you just see the ears and then the little hand cut. Yeah, comes it's up enough that get you're blanket. just like Wait what?
0: Right. It 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 wow. I'm calling him yogurt, by the way. <laughs> he is yogurt. um he is my baby, he is yogurt. Um I need one. He's bacteria free. Um he's Greek too. Uh <laughs> I could go on and on. Please don't um
2: but
0: He he's adorable. It's he's it's a little so baby cute. Yoda. And, I mean, again, I'm calling him Yogurt because, like, I don't know what to call him. We don't know
1: the name of Yodas. Which is
0: why this is mind-blowing.
1: Yeah. Like, the fact that there's more out there. Supposedly. Supposedly.
0: But, so, going back to Dr. Pershing's or whatever the BBC guy's name was, um, this is where the cloning thing kind of worked for me. Because I'm like, that seems to, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, it's like an army of little Yodas would be dope.
1: It would be dope the and empire would be would dangerous. Be, right.
0: The Empire would be back. And then um, someone else pointed out, like, haven't the other only two of the species we've seen been super Force-sensitive? hmm So the odds of this being a Force baby yeah. are really high. Yeah. Which means that this is going to be a nightmare to babysit. Right. Which is going to be it's hilarious. It's going to
1: be like Jack-Jack attack. Ex-
0: exactly. Oh, if it's not, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Like, this better not be just a... Calm yeah. Day. Like no, I need baby's day out mm-hmm. levels of just ham.
1: And to create even more questions, Iggy's like, "Okay, now we terminate it, right?"
0: Exactly. Like what he's like, that the instructions were very clear. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling like somebody else is after this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wondering if this is where um, Esposito's imperial character comes in,
1: which is definitely a possibility.
0: What if he hired? They got the same information. Maybe they were even working together. And one was like, that's a threat to the Empire, let's kill it. And then Herzog's more like, no, we need it for science, but we can still study it if it's dead. You need it for science. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's why they would be okay with having it dead. If they're working to clone it, they can still do that from dead tissue. Yeah. As long as it's not too dead. So there, maybe there's a fork in the road where the two characters disagree. And then Herzog finds Mando,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Esposito finds Iggy. Like,
1: That makes sense.
0: It would be interesting. And that's the only thing I think in terms of... Because clearly, what would be the motivation in killing it? It's a threat to what's left of the empire.
2: hmm
0: Makes sense. So, like, that's where my brain went in terms of who hired. Because really the first time I'm just like, oh, okay, so somebody else got the job. But the second time I'm just like, wait a minute. That's very different instructions.
1: Incredibly so.
0: And so it's like... Now, because here's the thing. Death was acceptable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not mandatory iggy was just like no it said to kill it it said to which was funny terminate which yeah yeah which is he's the he's the ig assassin george of the the t1 t800s of of star wars you almost
1: said t1000 i did and then same thing
0: i mean arnold Schwarzenegger would have come
1: out of nowhere and slapped you across the face if If insulting
0: terminator is what i have to do to make arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) show up like that would have happened already (laughs)
1: linda hamilton sucks
0: Oh, that's a lie.
1: It is a super lie, but I want to meet her.
0: Oh yeah, One I want to be her. She was in Children of the Corn. I she remembered that in the Children other day. Of the corn. So
1: <laughs> I want to And, and then
0: adult. and and so it just yeah so yeah man when Iggy's just like no the it's said to kill it uh, Mando sticks up and it's just like nope and shoots Iggy.
1: Yeah, which we don't see it first.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very well done thing. Mm-hmm. Um. You now, just see
1: the flash of the blaster against the Mando's helmet.
0: Right. IGs are proven, IG eighty eight himself are yes. proven to be nearly immortal by like transferring intelligence to multiple bodies. Not not quite legends level. In, yeah. in canon he does it more literally. There's not multiples at the same time.
1: But what if? Maybe. But what if, yeah. John?
0: I mean technically, yes, they're different, but it's more of a like the IG-88 is the personality, not the droid. Yes. And I feel like if they're similar enough, which nearly identical, then it could be the same sort of download feature. Yeah. Because I really feel like they would have overhyped him if he's
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: dead in the first episode.
1: Yeah. Also, something I found out the other day. uh, The legend story that I love so much, um, the Tales from the Bounty Hunter story um, about... IG88, which is, I think, therefore I am. Mm -hmm. Turns out that it's kind of loosely based on an even older short story. Uh, That's, you probably heard the name of it. Um, I have no mouth, but I must scream.
0: Nope. Really? Yep. Wow. If it's not Star Wars or the Bible, I don't read it much. <laughs> I'm boring.
1: I read a lot of sci-fi.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's not. Yeah. I do read other things, but mm-hmm. it, compared to Star Wars, not much.
1: Yeah. If if you know the story, you'd see similarities, definitely. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, and that so in Legend, it was a literal. There's multiple ig 88s Yeah, a,
1: IG88 A through D.
0: Yeah. So it's literally multiples came alive. Whereas mm-hmm. in canon it's more of a there's one, but he's got multiple bodies he can download into. Yes. So that's what I say, it's less the droid and it's, more yeah. The conscience. There's I no mind. there's no telling how many times he's died. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's just me being hopeful again, Iggy. I just, I don't want him to be dead yet.
1: Yeah.
0: One episode is not enough for me.
1: He just comes back alive after getting his consciousness transferred to another droid. And he's like, what the heck, bro?
0: Right. Well, because I was so worried they weren't going to be dude bros <coughs> in this and they were really going to be enemies and, and it was kind of misleading, and, but they work so well together. They do. And so that's what, I think I was less upset that it just happened, but it was more that like, you did so much to make me love this duo and, and like, do not take that away from me yet. I'm not ready, and so, um yeah. and so that's the episode.
1: That's the entire. That's, episode. I mean, that's everything ends, that happens. It ends on a fantastic screen where it's the Mando reaching into the bassinet to give his finger to mm-hmm. the baby.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing is, he could have done it because the bounty's worth more alive. Mm-hmm. He could have done it because he was a baby with no parents. Um, like, there's multiple ways this can go, which I like, because yeah. we don't know our character enough yet to be able to yeah. say, oh, no, he did it for the right reasons. Which,
1: or, you know. Seeing stills of the Mando with full Beskar armor.
0: He turns that baby in. He gets paid for that yeah. baby.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
0: Now, he, he he may go back and correct his his thing. Yeah. But clearly, he gets paid. Yeah. So... I think the story is going to follow a line of him dealing with that stuff. I think I think mm-hmm. he's going to turn in the baby and things are going to happen and he's going to kind of have this moment where he's like, you know what, I kind of messed up and I need to go back and mm-hmm. save this kid the way I was saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that jump starts a whole nother thing. Yeah. Because uh, clearly in the end, I think the things we've seen of him with his full armor take place mostly towards the end. Yeah. I think clearly in the end, his main enemy is going to be the Empire. And I think that's why, is because of the kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, I'm all for it. I think it's a really interesting story. And and here's the thing. We're just in episode one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All of our theories could change. We will, exactly. I mean, episode two is tomorrow. We'll know more tomorrow. We'll talk more about it. Everything could change at this point. But there's a lot of elements that are pretty already dug in, like, Oh, that could mean this and mm-hmm. this could mean that and it, it, like there's just and it I just keep coming back to it's just episode 1. Every con- I'm I'm lucky enough to work with a lot of nerds and so I've had multiple conversations this week with have you seen the man Mandal- Oh my gosh, I've seen Elijah yeah. Lions- You know. Yeah,
1: my store manager is a huge Star Wars nerd.
0: Yeah, and so like there's all of those those conversations and all you know, all of it comes down to this was just episode 1. Mm-hmm. And that's insane. Um so I feel like I mean, it it has to be only up from here. Like, mm-hmm. only more can happen.
1: It's only gonna get more insane
0: and more awesome. More awesome. Um. So let let us know, uh, guys. We want to hear from you what you thought. Obviously, be mindful of spoilers.
2: Yes. Um.
0: If it's a spoiler, now here's the thing. You can say I loved such and such. You can you can do it without saying it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to say it. Um, on social media or in the comments, please put spoilers first and then leave some space and then do that. Give yes. people an option to choose spoilers or not spoilers. Um, but we do want to hear what were some of your favorite parts? What do you think is going to happen next?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, maybe by the time this comes out, you'll already know. Who knows? But um, nonetheless, uh, we're, we're going to work as best we can as soon as we can after it comes out to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um that may mean it's not super edited. This episode alone is not going to be very heavily edited. No, um, but it's gonna get out, and so. Um, but we want to hear from you guys all across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, in the comments section, hit us up, let us know, and maybe we'll we'll feature um, some comments and and such on the next episode. Yes. Um, other than that, all those same places where we want to hear from you, we also want you to follow us so that you can keep up to date with all of our coverage on other things. And also just so you can interact Mm -hmm. with us. Um,
1: so you're not surprised by haircuts,
0: right? We're not just one of those kind of social media accounts that just posts when we put an out, put out an episode or just Mm -hmm. when something happens, like we're interacting on there pretty regularly and, and, and yeah. whatnot, so...
1: you want to um, see a picture of our Christmas tree.
0: Exactly. So all those kinds of things. If, if you enjoy us um, and want to get to know us more, social media is the place to do that. And you can also see pictures of our annoying cats that don't know how to be quiet when we record. But that's okay. Um, but you can help with that situation because if you like us and you like our patients, then you can send our cats to college. Um, join us over on Patreon starting at a dollar a month. There's lots of goodies You'll be able to get into our exclusive discords and um, share your thoughts on our Rebels rewatch. Another one. You'll get behind the scenes coverage. You'll get bonus episodes, all kinds of stuff at just a dollar a month plus whatever else you can do. So if you love us, help us out, help the show, and send our cats to college. Dang, she's cute. Um, she really is. Other than that, um, just make sure you're connected with us on things like YouTube and Twitch and all that because. Jedi Fallen Order is coming out, and we will be covering it. Vader Immortal 3 is coming out, and we will be covering it. So mm-hmm. those are the places to look out for those things. Um, we're just going to be very busy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do ask, just continue to be patient with us as we get stuff out. But thank yeah. you guys so much for listening, for supporting, and all that good stuff. Thank you to our Patreons. Um, we thank them at the end of every video with a little title card thing. Uh, we haven't been doing well enough to mention that in the episode. We are extremely thankful for our patrons so. who go the extra mile to support us. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you just Dick. everybody that listens and comments and likes and makes all yeah. of this worth it. We would do it without all of you people, but it's certainly nicer and less insane to do it with all of you there supporting us and cheering us on and encouraging us and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we will be back as soon as we can with more stuff. But other than that, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne.
1: And I've been your herd mom, Megan. This has been
0: Nerd Herder. That's a cat. May the force be with you.